Hello, and thank you so much for listening to the 12-1 podcast. My name is Amy Kirkpatrick, and I am talking to you right now from Southern Illinois, sharing a little bit of farm life. I hope you like this one. You know, self-confidence is kind of a little tricky little thing, tricky little booger, right? I mean, it seems like all of us have gone through phases of being more confident and less confident at times. You know, things come and hit us in a way we get offended, we get hurt by somebody, and all of a sudden our confidence just falls apart. You know, my husband used to be a high school girls basketball coach. And when he was in that role, that was the most confident I'd have ever seen my husband. Typically, he's kind of a real shy, kind of a take the back seat kind of kind of guy. But when he was in this role, he was just living at his absolute best. And it was just like God was just building him up every single day. And it was such a powerful thing to watch him just grow in confidence, grow in just a belief of what he could do partnered with God. It was just a really, really powerful thing. But in the opposite of that, you know, as a coach, I had um, a parent once talked to me and um, the things that this parent said were so incredibly hurtful that it changed how I viewed not only myself as a coach, it changed how I coach and it changed how I viewed myself as a human being, as a mentor. And it shook me to my core. I would honestly say that even to this day, I think there is an aftermath or a wave of um, change that is in me that stem from that conversation. And that's kind of how self-confidence goes. It ebbs and flows. There's times when we can be at the peak of our self-confidence and there's times when we can't find even an ounce of self-confidence to do some of the things that we want to do or we feel God is calling us to do. And so confidence is a tricky thing. It's a really tricky thing. And, you know, right now in life, I'm, I'm, working through this concept right now because I'm being asked to step into some things that I do not have the confidence to do. And it's been months and I feel like I'm being disobedient because I am not stepping forward in the things that God is asking me to do. But um, with that, you know, there's a lot of fear, a lot of fear. And I want to say I'm bold and I want to say that I am you know, the kind of person that would just jump into something like this. Uh, Because I think I portray myself that way. And I think a lot of and a lot of things, I'm really, really confident about what I can do, who I am and how I'd handle it. But I'm finding that in this, in this particular thing, God is asking me to do some things that are going to highlight or are going to be in a region that challenge my greatest weaknesses. Uh, And that's scary. That's really scary. And I'm trying to figure out how to get the confidence to step forward. You know, a lot of us are really, really aware of our weaknesses. We know how we can possibly mess up. We know how we can make a mistake. You know, I have a really big mouth, right? (laughs) I got a big mouth and I say kind of things very quickly. I don't always think through them before I say them. I'm a very passionate person. So if if I'm feeling really hot and angry about something, you know, I have to be real careful with my mouth because I will sometimes say stuff just real chippy, real fast and not 
you know, slow down enough to think through it. Or I just have a really big heart. And so sometimes just I express so much of my joy and my love for people or what they're going through and, you know, that my passion for their journey with Christ. And, you know, sometimes that can be too much and it can overwhelm people. And and so anyway, my mouth, my mouth is a big thing. Or, you know, sometimes I just jump into things too fast. I'm too eager and I need to slow down. And so I know, I know my shortcomings. I know where I can possibly fail and mess up or, you know, cause massive chaos in my life, you know, by pursuing these things. And so I've been thinking a lot about self-confidence, self-confidence, you know, and often when I'm stuck on something and I can't get past it, I want to turn to scripture. I want to, I want to be backed up by how I'm feeling, or I want to either be squashed and massively changed by, you know, what I'm feeling. And so before I get to Bible verses, you know, I also want to like just look at this idea of what self-confidence is in this world. You know, we're told our whole lives that we need to build self-confidence. You know, that as a parent, we're trying to breathe that into our children, helping them to feel, you know, like they can be an astronaut and they could be a doctor. Or, you know, we're trying to tell them that everything they make is beautiful. You know, my son draws these pictures and he literally will draw (laughs) hundreds and hundreds of pictures, you know, a month. I just, we go through copy paper, like, you know, (laughs) like we need to buy a stock in it. But, um, but every picture is just glorious. You know, it's so amazing. And we just, we try to breathe that into our kids, you know, confidence, confidence. And somewhere in the mix, you know, we, we get this belief system that the more self-confidence we have, the more, more success we'll have. And sure, there's a lot of people in this world that are really successful because they believed in themselves. And that's, that's, there's truth to that. There's, there's a part of that, the more confident you are, the more risks you're going to be willing to take. And so therefore, you know, you might be more successful in your endeavors. And we see that, you know, but I think even in life, you know, I'm, I'm susceptible, susceptible to this too, that, you know, I watch, you know, different things from time to time. And I see these, these women speaking, you know, and doing ministry. And I'm looking at them and thinking, man, if only I had, you know, half of their confidence to do what they're doing, you know, or I see these, these women that are doing these like travel blogs. My husband, my husband loves to watch these travel, you know, things on YouTube. And, you know, it's this, this gal and she's kind of dancing around and being goofy and stuff. And I'm just like, man, I wish I had the confidence to be just my true self in front of people, you know, not afraid of what people think, you know, and so we can, we can easily get in this place of wishing that our confidence was better. And that if it was better, that maybe we'd have a different life, that things would be different, you know, or we might even wonder about our own faith, you know, how, how would we minister to people differently? Or how would we experience God differently? If, we had more confidence to be bold in our faith, right? And so we can just constantly be thinking about this regret of what we're not, you know? And and it's kind of like this double-edged sword, double-edged sword because as much as we want to have it, you can't have confidence if you're so aware of what you're missing or what you don't have. And not everybody... Not everybody was created to be these bold, outgoing, you know, um, big voice, clear thinking, you know, people like there's some people that are made for that and they do an incredible job. And there's some people that have to work a lot harder at it. And that's okay, you know, Um, but it's hard to have the confidence. And um, so 
you know, I sat down and I, I've been really asking God, you know, to give me confidence. And I've been afraid to talk to him, honestly, because I know I've been disobedient to do some of the things he's been asking me to do. <laughs> so it's hard to ask for help in doing something that I've been disobedient in. Um, and so, so, you know, obviously I didn't, you know, didn't think about it, put it off, that kind of thing. But finally I asked him, you know, like, hey, you're asking me to do these things. I don't know. I don't know if I can do it. And I need you to help me understand self-confidence. And so I started thinking, you know, I'm doing study anyway, and I'm going through Gideon's life. And we know Gideon does some, you know, he kind of doesn't do all the right things towards the second half of his life. But the beginning of his life, uh, he he had to find the confidence to do something really, really massive to go and fight on behalf of the Israelites and to step up in front of all the people and do that. And, you know, I started asking God, like, how how does Gideon get the self-confidence to do this? Like, how does he get the, you know, the guts to do this, you know? And then there's David, who, you know, was just this young guy who went out in front of this entire army that came out every day and was too afraid to face Goliath. And he's like, I'll do it. Right. And he says, well, it's because I faced the lion and the bear. Right. And but at the same time, there's a confidence there. Right. And it wasn't until I started to read um, Psalms and it was actually a psalm from David. And the commentator said something to the effect of David didn't need self-confidence. He had God confidence. And I just I sat back in my chair and I was like, whoa, whoa, that 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 is so good to realize that, you know, David David could write these psalms about the victory of what God was going to do in his life because he knew that God was good and big and powerful and almighty and all-knowing. I mean, he knew, he knew who God was and he knew that God was on his side and he knew that he was on God's side. And so therefore he was, he was outnumbering anybody around him. And, you know, so I started to look up Bible verses on self-confidence and you know what? I did not find one Bible verse about self-confidence, how we can grow more confident in who we are, to stand firm in who we are so that we can raise up and battle in the name of the Lord. Um, But we find a lot of really, really weak people who struggle in self-confidence and we see God assure them that they are an army that outnumbers anybody when it's God and this person. You think about Moses, you know, there was nobody standing by the Red Sea that was like, okay, Moses, you and me, you know, we we can do this. I mean, everybody was freaking out and it was Moses and it was God and it was enough. That that was enough power to part the Red Seas and to defeat Pharaoh and all his men, right? And that is just something that, I wanted to share with all you guys, um, for all of you that are thinking about, you know, these endeavors that you might want to step into, um, maybe bold things like a new career or changing a new role at like moving or anything of that sort, or maybe you just want to be more bold in your faith. Um, you want to step out and share Christ with more people or, um, maybe, maybe you, uh, are currently doing something and you feel like you're messing it all up. Um, and maybe this is like the perfect thing for you to hear because this is what I need to hear. And I'm, I'm nowhere close to conquering it right now. I'm nowhere close to being, um, uh, successful in this yet, but it's helping me to sit down and realize that when God's asking me to do something, it is an army of two and it out and outweighs anything. And so, 
I need to step forward in boldness and I need to take a step in trusting that he is going to be everything that I lack and then some. And then he's also going to take everything that I have and he's going to be the breath and the life and the fire that just spurs all that that I already have into the goodness that changes the world. You know, I'm not necessarily saying I'm trying to change the world, but but when we walk hand in hand with God and the things he's calling us to, he's, he's letting us be a part of him changing the world. And so um, there's a boldness and excitement there. I would always hear people, you know, give these teachings and, you know, and be something that would sit with me and be, you know, powerful, but I would never know what to do with the information. Like it was like, okay, that's a good teaching, but now what? And so, you know, as I'm going through this myself, you know, just these reminders and trying to build God confidence, I am taking kind of notes and kind of thinking about like, what do I need to do to build God confidence or to stop me agonizing over my lack of self-confidence? I think that's more where I need to work is, um, this hyper focus of how I might fail, um, and focusing more on on who God is and my relationship with God. And so, you know, I wanted to kind of put some things in there so that it could be applicable. Um, so it could be something that maybe you can apply and kind of figure out how you can handle this. And so for me, first off, um, I am very, very uh, big on self-awareness, understanding how your brain ticks, how you think about stuff. And so for me, you know, the second that I realize, which it might take a long time, it might take months sometimes to realize that you're in this this spiral pattern of, of thinking about what you lack, how you might fail, uh, your lack of confidence, basically. Um, it might take some time to realize that you're in this rut. But when you are in that rut, um, you know, it's it goes to that verse of take every thought captive, right? You need to take that thought and you need to hold it in your hands and you need to examine what the heck is this, you know, is this? Where is it coming from? Why am I thinking this? Um, is it true? Is it real? And stop yourself. I think so often we let these ruts happen and we recognize it sometimes, but then we just kind of let it keep going. And I dare you to dig into what is going on you know, for me, I like to stop myself and go, whoa, hold on. I'm struggling with self-confidence is kind of what, um, where I'm at right now. I kind of had to stop myself and say, okay, first off, knock it off, right? It's not about how confident I am in myself. And then, you know, I have to also be aware of comparisons and realizing, you know, and celebrating, you know, that when I see somebody who is really bold, somebody who is more outgoing than me, somebody who can be more authentically themselves in front of other people, um, I need to stop comparing and and wishing I had that and realize that God has designed me to have the heart and mind and the passion and the voice and the mouth that I have. Uh, I have a big mouth, but I also realize that, you know, with a big mouth, it means that when God wants to speak through me um, and say something bold to a friend or somebody, you know, um, a family member or something like that, that I don't hesitate often to take what the Holy Spirit's telling me and to say it. Um, and so that's a gift. And even though it can, I can use that that gift in a wrong way and I can say the wrong things or hurt somebody or whatever, the the opposite side of that is there there's a beauty to it. Or I say this to a lot of 
you know, my past students that were really quiet that you may not have that bold voice, but God created you to be a listener. And so maybe you won't always be the person that's going to be at the forefront, you know, doing those incredible speeches for ministry. uh, You might be the person that these people hear, you know, a cool, amazing, you know, speaker talking about something and they come to you because they know you'll listen, right? And so we were made with a very divine, flawless purpose. And so to celebrate that and not think about those weaknesses, but to um, look at how we can use them the way God created them to be. Um, But then, you know, with the whole self-confidence thing, we need to remind ourselves that God is always, always um, using nobodies. He's using people in scripture all the time that do not have the skills. They do not have the background. You know, um, we constantly see people that have to step up and lead, lead, Israel, right, through war, or they need to be the person that's going to go step up and talk to Pharaoh, or, you know, these these characters in the Bible are people that were not equipped. They were not built. They were not prepared for what God was asking them to do. And so it's no different with us. It's no different with us that if we're feeling um, like we are not good enough, then we are probably the person that God is asking to step up and do something. And so we need to not feel um, like we are failing God or we're in a wrong place, but we need to recognize that we're probably in the right place and we're probably the right person. And (laughs) you know what I mean? That if we were equipped already, that we already were um, suited with all the skills, then God does not get all the glory. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't get lifted up. His name doesn't get seen as much. And so in some ways, we need to realize that the the more we lack probably means the more more ready we are, if that makes sense. And so um, if you don't know this, I highly encourage, I mean, if this is not something like, it's one thing to hear somebody else say it, but it's another thing to know it yourself. And so I highly encourage you to look at some of the great leaders um, in the Bible, and especially Old Testament. You can walk through and look at some of those people, you know, like you can look at Gideon, you can look at Moses, Abraham, and look at the beginning of their story. See who they are, where they came from. Think about, you know, as a shepherd or, you know, any of these Look at what they were equipped to do and and then see if they have the skills to do, you know, what God's asking them to do. Then I would encourage, you know, you, and this is kind of what I'm going to do, and this is kind of already a pattern for me, is I love to think, uh, meditate, read, study on God's promises, you know, and it tells tells us 365 times in the Bible, do not be afraid. I've mentioned this so many times because I think it's important. Um But so often, you know, when that is being spoken, when God is saying that uh, almost every single time, it's because people are in a situation where if they were on their own, they were absolutely in trouble, like death was imminent or uh, that war was about to go down in a bad way and they were going to lose or whatever. Um, And almost every single time it is God saying, yes, if you were by yourself, you're, you're in serious trouble. You really, you're really in a bad way but I am with you, you know, and, you know, with my son, we are studying Bible verses and we're going through different character traits, like virtues that, um, that a follower of Christ would have like generosity and kindness and forgiving, um, those kind of things. And so, you know, we have these verses and some of the verses he is studying is Joshua one nine. And it says, God is with you wherever you may go. 
wherever you may go. You step to the left, he's with you. You step to the right, he is with you. So if you do something bold and you don't have the confidence that you're going to pull it off, that you're going to do it, guess what? He is also stepping forward with you. He's going with you wherever you may go. And then Hebrews 13, 5 is another one he's studying. And it says, I will never fail you and I will never abandon you, right? And so especially when we're aligned with what God is asking us to do, if we are, let's just say we're going to go um, and, and check in on a friend who's really struggling and we feel like we need to tell them about our own personal faith and our own testimony of, you know, our life being, you know, radically changed for Jesus Christ. You know, we may feel like we are not good at that. We're not, you know, not good at speaking that out or, you know, we're too quiet or whatever our doubts may be. But just to know that he will not fail you, he's going to go with you first off. And he's never going to fail you. So he will be there to help you through that. And then he'll never abandon you. He's not going to just leave you there, right? And so we can step forward in a God confidence into these types of moments, realizing that we're not alone and we are an an army of innumerable power. And you get what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, overwhelming power, right? Um, even though it's just the two of you. And then... I think just that reminder that God is with you, you know, just as you're stepping into something saying, I'm not doing this alone. I'm not doing this alone, you know, and that's something that helps me is just to recognize that as I'm stepping into it, I'm kind of praying and speaking to him saying, all right, this is you and I, let's go, you know, and I think lastly, um, to trust and to do, we cannot, we cannot know the power of God and we cannot learn to, um, that he is with us until we actually take action and he allows and we allow him an opportunity to show off who he is. So if we never take the risks, if we're never stepping out in boldness, if we're always letting our lack of confidence win, then we never see him at work and we never see that he actually was there with us, that he was, you know, speaking through us, that he was using us, that he was empowering us. We can't see it. And we can't experience it if we don't let him. And so that's the other part of it is sometimes we have just got to do it. We have to be willing to fail and possibly have God not show up and whatever our fears are. Before we can see that he is going to show up, he is going to work through you and he is going to do powerful things. So there has to be a moment when we pull the trigger and step forward and do some really bold things, even though we doubt ourselves. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. I know I, for one, am going to spend some time this week just focusing on everything that God is and try really hard not to focus on the things that I lack, but how when we are combined, God and myself together, we can do absolutely incredible things if only we would just learn just to trust Him and all that He is. You guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, I appreciate every single one of you guys. And if you have any questions or comments, feel free to write me at 121podcast at gmail.com. Again, thank you so much. And I hope you guys have a blessed day.